Welcome to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm going to read you the first chapter from my book. In a prior episode, I, I read from the introduction. Now we're going into the first chapter, which I've labeled my chapters after the alphabet. That's why it's called ABCs of Thriving in Marriage. So the first chapter is chapter A. Let's dig into it. A. Anchor above all others. May your wife be your lily among thorns. May your husband be your apple tree among tumbleweeds. My wife and I have played the newlywed game about four to five times in our marriage. For those who are unfamiliar with the game, each person answers a variety of questions independently about their spouse. Later, they reveal their answers in front of everyone to see if they have the same answers, revealing how aligned their thinking is about each other. On a few different occasions, my wife has had to answer the question, which actor would play your husband in a movie about his life? To my delight, she never hesitates to answer with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wow. Cheers. Like a celebrity in my own home, I feel prized and prioritized. I truly feel that she sees me as the best spouse. Kit Cummings wrote, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. I believe you can apply the same principle to marriage. Change the way you view your spouse and the spouse you view changes. Two additional principles from Kit affirm, I find what I look for and what I focus on expands. What if you looked only for evidence that you have the best spouse? What if you only focused on the evidence that affirms you have the best spouse? How would your thoughts, words, actions, and responses change? The value of anchoring above all provides consistency to family and friends. During the week of Thanksgiving in 2014, I was in a meeting at Nationwide. My boss was facilitating a team meeting. She asked each of my peers to share what they were thankful for from their lives. She opted to go first, sharing about her faith and her job. After her, it was my turn. Before I started, she interrupted and said, I know Derek is going to mention his wife, so let me mention my husband as well. I laughed and I was surprised. Somehow, over the last five months of working together, I had shared enough of my passion for Angelita that my boss recognized I would highlight my gratitude for my marriage in a corporate setting. Reflecting on that moment, now I, I, I hope to build that expectation of uplifting my wife with every person in my family, in my circle of friends, and among any other hearers. Every successful husband I've connected with has a similar priority to first connect with his wife before he connects with the children after work. 
This simple and subtle act establishes the, that the concept that the marriage comes first and then the rest of the family follows. When I've spoken to the children growing up in this atmosphere, they speak of their appreciation of their father, showing them the priority of the marriage. Valuing your spouse above all communicates to all hearers that your priorities are purposeful and deliberate. Anchoring your spouse above all others conveys the value you place on your spouse. Build confidence in your marriage. As a 13-year-old in eighth grade, I had a goal while playing basketball with my peers during physical education class. My goal was to be picked first by all of the good basketball players. Clearly, I placed my confidence in being the first chosen. What a boost I felt when it happened. Wives, your husband is your number one choice in your world. Husbands, your wife is your number one choice in your world. Napoleon Hill wrote, No woman has as great an influence on a man as his wife. As a spouse, you have direct access to his heart, soul, mind, and body. And the same is true for you husbands as well. When you convey to your spouse that they are your number one person, a foundation of confidence is established in knowing someone has placed chief priority on their thoughts, feelings, desires, and perspectives. Protects from outside threats. Each time I officiate a wedding, I call the bride and groom into faithfulness on five levels. To the husband, I say, be faithful to your wife mentally. Think romantic, intimate thoughts about your wife and no other. I say, be faithful to your wife visually. Look with longing passion to your wife and no other. Be faithful to your wife verbally. Flirt with your wife and no other. Be faithful to your wife emotionally. Reserve special closeness with your wife and no other. Be faithful to your wife physically. Share your body with your wife and no other. Then I reiterate the same call to the bride. When you anchor your spouse above all others, you preserve faithfulness in your marriage. Upholds romance before and after raising children. On the subject of neglecting the marriage for years because of children, therapist Marina Edelman wrote, The bill for years of neglecting the marriage in favor of the children comes due. This neglect, she describes, can lead to divorce. Neglect is a choice. Choosing to anchor your spouse above all others empowers a constant cultivation of closeness delivers a reputation to embody. Best-selling author Dale Carnegie wrote, give the other person a fine reputation to live up to. James Clear wrote, identity shapes your habits. What reputation are you providing to your spouse to embody? What identity are you giving your spouse that will positively shape their habits? My wife Angelita says this phrase to me with discipline and regularity. 
I love you, my favorites. What effect does this constant affirmation have on me? It motivates me to do what her favorite person in the world does. This identity of being her favorite compels me to help with dishes, do laundry, cut the grass, and more. I'm imperfect, but I'm her favorite, and I want to live up to this reputation. Provide a positive reputation for your spouse to live up to by anchoring your spouse above all others. How to anchor above all. Upgrade your view of your spouse. People have a choice in how they decide to view their spouse as the best of the best, as the worst of the worst, or something in between the best and the worst. To nobody's surprise, I choose to view Lita as the best of the best. King Solomon wrote, like a lily among thorns is my darling among the young women. Lita is my lily. What about all women outside of her? Thorns. But what about Miss Universe? Thorn. But what about that one celebrity? Thorn. But what about your mom? Incredible and phenomenal Thorn. Anyone who knows me knows how I love my mom. But there is no competition. Lita is first. I choose to view Lita as the smartest, strongest, most entertaining, most uplifting, most spiritual, most helpful, and most beautiful person in the world. What about how the wives view their husbands? King Solomon also wrote, Like an apple tree among the trees in the forest is my beloved among the young men. Naturally, the poet in me prefers the concept of an apple tree compared to that of the tumbleweeds. But what about the wealthy Bill Gates? Tumbleweed. But what about superstars and cultural icons LeBron James or Steph Curry? Couple of tumbleweeds, except to Savannah and Aisha. Or what about a muscular actor like Dwayne Johnson? Tumbleweed. He might play me in a movie about my life, but he's not the real me. Rewire routines for romance. The spouse who says my spouse is my top priority, but does not have the schedule and routines to validate the claim is self-diluted. I've had conversations with friends when I've been compelled to ask, is your job best? for your marriage. Some people respond with, I can't get another job. To this, I reply, you can't get another job or you won't get another job. Other people create a diligent weekly plan around hobbies, shows, sports, and the children's extracurricular activities, to name a few. Do you plan with the same diligence for your romantic time with your spouse? Honor in absence. When I provide professional networking training for leadership workshops, I ask the icebreaker question, what is your favorite food? Each person in the meeting shares their favorite food after everyone has said their favorite food. It's my turn. I share my favorite food is anything my wife cooks. Then I give them the first professional networking principle. Assume 
anything you say about anyone will come back as news to that person. At a Halloween event at Nationwide, I introduced Angelita to Neris, one of my colleagues. He told my wife, he always talks about how amazing you are. Time away from your spouse can be a powerful time of sowing seeds that will bear fruit of connection in your marriage later. Make the time away from each other count in a special way. Mountaintop. In describing the good times and bad times of life, people use the expression mountaintop experience to describe the glorious moments and valleys to describe the horrible moments. While life is subject to peaks and valleys, let me encourage you to keep your view of your spouse as a mountaintop experience. Application questions. King Solomon wrote, there is no flaw in you. Consider a 15-day flawless challenge where you only think, speak, respond, and take action considering your spouse as flawless. Thorns and tumbleweeds disguised as flowers are a threat to your marriage. How can you alter your view of those outside your marriage to better protect your union? Out of the five levels of faithfulness below, which challenges you the most? What can you change immediately to have better success in this area? 1. Be faithful to your spouse mentally. Think romantic, intimate thoughts about your spouse and no other. 2. Be faithful to your spouse visually. Look with longing passion to your spouse and no other. 3. Be faithful to your spouse verbally. Flirt with your spouse and no other. 4. Be faithful to your spouse emotionally. Reserve special closeness with your spouse and no other. 5. Be faithful to your spouse physically. Share your body with your spouse and no other. As I read the chapter, as I think about you, I want to speak to my married friends for a moment. I wrote this chapter because it's 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 our nature to allow other things in our lives to become important. Your job is important. It is. Your friends are important. They are. Your and I believe even your hobbies and your rest are important. What I'm saying and underlining in this chapter is that to place your spouse continually and perpetually before all others. And whatever that's going to take for you, sometimes even in the culture I grew up in, I, I remember my mom sharing with me that a, a lot of times she was sharing with that her, her children were put first before her marriage. Since then, she's shared with me she would have done it different looking backward. She would have placed a greater emphasis on her marriage. Now, wherever you're at in your journey, I want you to think about your spouse. And, 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 and what will it take for you to make your spouse the top priority? Those of you who know me know that I'm, I'm, I'm rooted and grounded in my faith for sure. 
I even quoted a couple of passages in this chapter. Now, that's the one exception, really, my relationship with God. That, that's the, the first and foremost. But from that relationship comes the priority of that concept as my lily among thorns. And, and, and I just want to encourage you, put your spouse first. Put your spouse on top. And then keep them there over and over. Thank you for tuning into the Strong Life Coach podcast. And I want to encourage you, the book is on sale right now on Amazon for $1.99. It's the cheapest it will ever be. It's the least expensive it will ever be. So go ahead and go over there. I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can go buy ABCs of Thriving in Marriage, my first book I've ever written. I'm grateful for your time. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you and connect with you on the next episode.